Hi, everybody. <laughs> Sticky Mike this morning, and welcome to That's Life, where life is grand when Mark Zomick is around, and lo and behold, Mark is on the Lower East Side today. Yes, Mark is joining us. He will be guest hosting the live lunch here coming up in about a half an hour at the Nachum Siegel Network as Nachum takes the day off. We are looking forward to spending more time with Mark and his Diet Cokes. Not if not everybody knows that, but Mark and Diet Coke are very, very close. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Coming to you from the, all right, it's holding outside, lovely home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side. This Thursday morning, I'm joined by Avrami, who is behind the board. He's very busy looking for something for me, so I appreciate it. Good morning, Avram. Bokutov. How's it going? Thank God. Uh, things are well. Uh, things this morning have been a little bit busier than usual. Yes. So, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and Jamie is out. Jamie is out because uh, the Kala, as she will be nicknamed for Mazel a tov. while. Yes. Exciting, exciting, exciting. Excite- a shout out to Jamie and Yoey Turkel on their upcoming wedding this weekend. We are super excited for you. We cannot wait to dance at your Simcha. We are looking forward. And remember... Don't sweat the small stuff. Just have a good time. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you're a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word. Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. Uh, let's do a fortune cookie before I before I go on to anything else. I've been forgetting my fortune cookies. My thanks to uh, listener Judy, who uh, made sure that I have enough fortune cookies to last me what could be a lifetime or at least the end of this career, uh, which, thank God, has no predictable future. Here we go. Your skills will accomplish what the force of many cannot. All right. I like this one. This one is truly empowering. And there he is, Mark Zomick. I told you guys he was here. He is here. Yes. Um, Mark, I want to just read you my fortune cookie. Your skills will accomplish what the force of many cannot. Uh, what what'd you say? Don't believe the hype? you got to be kidding me because I'm telling you right now, I have uh, a couple of negotiations to make. He wants you. He wants you to go over there. Um, I have a couple of negotiations to take care of this afternoon. So um, I'm hoping that my skills, my skills outweigh the force of others. Anyway, shout out to everyone who attended the Yiddish Soul concert Tuesday night at Summer Stage in Central Park as part of Kulturfest NYC. My personal thanks to Zalman Malatek and Maisha Rosenfeld. The concert was spectacular, and we had a blast. It was seriously fun for all ages. And while I regret not telling my dad to join in the fun, uh, I can't say who I thought was better that night. The performers were, were outrageous. The performers were outrageous. It was a lineup of Freed, Malavani, Hershtik, Lipa, Zusha, Lemmer, and, of course, my favorite, Siegel. Yes, Nachum Siegel emceed the concert that night, and uh, he emceed in a way that no one else could. That is a lineup. Let me tell you something. That was a lineup. So, again, my thanks to Zalman Malatuk and to Maisha Rosenfeld um, for uh, their partnership in this. And um, it, it, remember, Andy Statman is going to be at Joe's Pub this Monday. Shab is starting at 1130. You don't want to miss that show. He was on with Nahum just the other morning. That was um, a wonderful interview. Yeah, Mark, I'm sure that there's a statistic on this, and we can talk about it later. But how many SNL guests, how many Saturday Night Live guests have we had on JM and the AM? So far, we got Andy Statman. In the last 32 years, how many others have there been? Two. Two. Are you guessing or you're saying? Oh, complete guess, because I gave you props. I told Nahum. Nahum's like, well, that's a good question. I said, I'm sure if I ask Mark, he'll know in the drop of a hat. All right, so you have till the end of this program to figure it out. Don't squint at me that way. All right, you'll think about it. 
You'll think about it. Anyway, let's do the national holidays. It's International Sushi Day of Rummy. Yeah, I brought you salad. There's no sushi. And there are muffins, which is a Jewish way of doing sushi. What's the problem? I'm hoping one of the holidays today has something to do with brownies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what? The the Jewish way of doing sushi is sushi. (laughs) In this case, the Jewish way of doing sushi is bringing in muffins. Yes, I'm not doing sushi today. Um, It's also Dump the Pump Day, which is a shout out to uh, the rejection of oil and gas. Um, And as a person who drives a hybrid, yeah, I can be a snob right now. I barely fill up my car. It's really... An absolute pleasure. Anyway, you're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm done ranting about my hybrid, and I want to introduce Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon, who is on the phone actually from England. Rabbi Tarragon is a Wexner Fellow and a Musmach of the Israeli Chief Rabbinate. He completed a BA in Science and Philosophy at Yeshiva University and an MA in Jewish History and Education at Turo College, Israel. While in America, Rav Tarragon ran Shabbatonim for NCSY. Yes, if those of you who are listening going, I know him, that's right. He also created the YUSSR Summer Program. Um, <laughs> he is also the Rosh Beit Medrash at Camp Moshevah, the Rav Kehilat Eretz Chemda in Katamon, also has taught at Yeshivat Har Etzion and Nishmat. He still teaches at Be'er Miriam, but he is most well-known as being the Dean of Overseas Students at Yeshivat HaKotel, Rav Tarragon. Thank you for joining me. Great to be here. An absolute pleasure. How's England? Uh, it's a beautiful day, which is rare in London, so we caught... <laughs> You know, a good one. Good. I'm so happy to hear that, and I thank you for making the time. I know it was difficult coordinating between our schedules, but I'm really happy that we made the time to do this because there is so much going on in both the Young Israel of Woodmere and B'nai Yashurin and Teaneck on June 28th as the uh, education conferences, uh, community-wide education conferences that took place last year are making a uh, an encore in both communities because they were so widely successful last year. Baruch Hashem. It was great last year. We're looking forward to a wonderful experience this year. You know that what's on everyone's mind is where Mrs. Shawnee Tarragon is going to be. <laughs> well, she'll be speaking in both. <laughs> and uh, she was very warmly received last year. And people, uh, requ- by popular request, she's back. She'll be keynoting in Teaneck and speaking in one of the slots in the Five Towns. Fantastic, because we, we have many, many Shawnee Tarragon fans out there in our listening audience. Educating yes. and inspiring our children together, that is the theme of, this, um, of these two, two community-wide conferences located in two different communities, but taking place at the same time. Tell me what, what we, why we need to put educating and inspiring in the same mouth, in the same, in the same speech. Well, I think it's an excellent question, and I think education is in the more formalistic giving over of ideas, skills, while inspiring is the hope that in addition to that, we're inspiring our children to, to aspire for greater goals. And I think in Jewish education, both of those aspects are important, education in the formal sense and inspiring in the aspiring sense. You know, I find a personal struggle getting, getting my kids to love going to shul, Shabbos morning. It is, um, you know, it's a difference between forcing your kids to go to shul, forcing them to be there, and wanting them to be there. And I know that I grew up with a love of going to shul. I didn't wait till, you know, 9.15 to show up. I walked with, walked with the whole family. We went early. We were there before, you know, Minion started. And I took great pride in that relationship with shul. So I understand the... Um, the, the, the juxtaposition of the words educating and inspiring. But when it comes to a Sunday morning, comes to a Sunday morning, how do we both educate and inspire people to leave their homes when they just want to sleep in or they just want to go back 
after Minion? How do we both inspire them to educate and inspire their children to come Sunday morning? I think that's a great question. Maybe we need a conference about how to educate and inspire the parents to come, but hopefully not. Um, you mentioned tefillah. We have a number of sessions about how to inspire people to connect with tefillah. Rabbi Goldman is speaking in both places, an author of the Koran Sitter. Rabbi right. Ezra Wiener is speaking in Teaneck on that. But getting back to the question you asked about the parents, I think what's exciting about the program is, A, that you have such a wide range of speakers on so many different topics. And if in the average program you have three or four speakers and maybe you're interested in one or two, here there's 25 35 speakers, and you're interested in many, many of them. And so people see it as an opportunity to hear a number of different speakers they're interested in hearing in a very short amount of time, kind of like those TED Talks right. that are limited to 20, 30 minutes. And so I think that's what excites people, the notion that they can spend a couple of hours and hear a number of different really speakers they're very interested in. Um, and I think there are two elements to the program. Number one is the personal enrichment, and number two is the communal statement. A person can sit at home on a computer and hear lectures by different people and give, that will give them ideas about how to educate. Coming out to a program like this is a statement about the value of education for the communities and the achdut that all these different organizations are coming together, representing themselves and working together about how to educate and inspire. I notice at the bottom of the flyers, it says that these, uh, these shiurim are dedicated in mem- memory of Rav Aaron Lichtenstein Zatzal, a mechanech par excellence of tens of thousands. Tell me how... Rav Aaron Lichtenstein was an inspiration to you for both last year and for this year. Well, I think many know, you know, Rav Aaron, who was uh, passed away this year, someone who inspired me and many, many others, not just about Torah, but about Chinuch and how to translate Torah into inspiring other people. Um, and as we were planning this, this year's events, it's when he passed away, and we thought it was appropriate to dedicate it to him. And lose great people, as a Jewish people, our goal and responsibility is to do our best to try and fill that void. I think programs like this will hopefully make us better educators and will fulfill our responsibility to fill that void. Does it surprise you ever that um, th- the far reaches of a mechanic like Rav Aaron was and, and the power that a mechanic can have beyond, beyond the classroom? Well, you know, the Mishnah in Baba Metzia tells us that a person needs sometimes, in certain ways, to show even more respect to someone who has inspired them than even parents, because ultimately those who inspire us help us reach the ideal worlds and how our life is supposed to be lived. For sure, in today's world, with the Internet, etc., where a person can say something and it can be heard by thousands and tens of thousands, someone who has an inspiring message can really make a difference beyond their own family and their own students. So it's an important thing for us to realize. The Internet... Uh, 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 multiplies, magnifies everything that's said, both the bad and lahavdil, the good. And so hopefully all of us should try and find those avenues about how we ourselves can inspire many others. Rabbi Ruven Tarragon of Yeshivat HaKotel joins us this morning. He's actually on the phone from London as we discuss the community education um, uh, events going on on June 28th, both in the five towns at the Young Israel of Woodmere on Peninsula Boulevard and Longacre, and as well... Um, in B'nai Yashurin in Teaneck. It is an opportunity for parents to come with their children to hear numerous different um, uh, notables, both um, in, the, in the 
worlds of psychology and Torah and as well as 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 Mechanchim within the classroom. Let's talk for a second about the people who are on this roster on bo- in both locations who are known both in the secular world as great psychological minds, but also within the Torah world, within the Orthodox world, as, as people who are grounded in Torah values. Yeah, well, you have Dr. Pelkovitz, who needs no introduction, uh, speaking in both conferences, uh, very well received last year. Many, many people expressed how much his words helped them. Uh, Dr. Rona Novik, uh, heads the Israeli school at YU, another well-known, found, firmly based in tradition, but a leader in areas of uh, impacting other people, psychology, social work. Rabbi Yaakov Horowitz, well-known from uh, Muncie, speaking in Teaneck, very powerful speaker, very well received last year. And many of the other mechanics who may not formally be psychologists, but come with that uh, bend as well. And there are a number of topics in that direction, how to relate to that. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Aaron Ross, who's speaking in Teaneck about the digital age and those challenges, who's really educating our children. And part of what we did this year is we took the feedback from people last year as to what topics they wanted to hear and try, and include, and try to include those this year. So that should be very exciting. And it's interesting. I was going to, uh, my next question was actually going to be, what did you learn from the experience last year that you used to build upon for this year? Well, I guess it was very flattering. 97% of the people said they were eager to come back this year after last year's program, which I think is exceptional. What people said was they wanted to hear more speakers, speak longer time, but fit it into less time, which is interesting. That people want to hear more, ultimately people are pressed for time, Right. So we did our best to try and include more and different kinds of people, but to really keep it short so that people could stay focused and it could be just a morning, and then people can move on with smachot and other things they have for the rest of the day. And, you know, the sessions also are recorded out to the public for free afterwards. So it's very powerful to come out and be part of the experience, but even if you can't hear all the speakers, the, speech, the speeches are available afterwards. And there were tens of thousands of hits on the speeches Incredible. in the weeks after the conference. So I'm sure many, many people were enriched beyond what they heard that day. And that was all available on YU Torah? It's available on YU Torah and on the Shivata Kotel YouTube channel. Uh, we thank YU Torah for making it available and Shivata Kotel as well. Yes, no, absolutely. We also should mention that there are, there are a number of collaborative organi- collaborating organizations, I should say, who are all involved in both community events. It's important to note that this is a unifying experience, that there are numerous different yeshivot, numerous different schools in the New York, New Jersey area that are all being represented by those people who have been asked to speak at both conferences. This isn't a pitch for one yeshiva. This is about the community as a whole. This is about Jewish unity. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better, and that really was our goal, to represent across the board. Every institution has its own unique identity, but we're unified more by what we find in common than what differentiates between us. And this is an opportunity for all the organizations and speakers to present together on a common challenge of education and inspiration. And even organizations um, that are not represented, that are partners as part of the program, we reached out to the major schools, elementary schools, high schools, yeshivot, seminaries, really aiming that there should be representation from each. So, for example, in Teaneck, there are five elementary schools represented in five high schools mm. and five shuls, wow. and each slot, one of each type of speaker, so that a person can hear, you know, not pitting them against each other, right. but, you know, a rabbi in each slot, and people can focus on the aspect of Jewish education that appeals to them the most. And I think the two aspects are, A, 
learning about education, and B, the sorely needed achdut, emphasizing what unifies us as opposed to what divides us. As the Dean of Overseas Students from Yeshiva HaKotel, Rabbi Tarragon, do you, do you also hope to, to continue what you, what the, the hard work of the Yeshivot um, in Israel and the seminaries in Israel and inspiring those who are back to come and spend a morning and to keep that flame alive, to keep that inspiration alive that, that they had um, through their unique experiences abroad? Absolutely. You know, we hope that every young man and young woman returning from yeshiva and seminary will soon be a parent. Uh, the Nitziv was once asked by the Russian education minister when Jews begin educa- educating their children. And he said 20 years before they're born. <laughs> Which is really an expression of the fact that for Jews, education is so basic right. that we're already planning, we're already, we should already be planning. And so every young man and every young woman, we encourage them to come. There were many in attendance last year. We also thank the many who volunteered to help run the conference, young men and young women. And uh, I'm sure everyone who comes will find the aspects for them that will help them move along their path of being better educators, better parents who are better educators. It's funny that you mentioned that because a friend of mine who recently told me that she was expecting and expecting her first, um, I asked her how far along she was, and she said about 12 weeks. And I said, ah, so you've been worrying for about 12 weeks now. And, um, and, she, and she laughed, and I said, do not think that the worry begins after the child is born. You know, the responsibility that you take on as a parent begins as, as you know, as soon as you're starting, as soon as you're trying, you're you're making adjustments in your life, and and you're committed to to doing what's best interest of your child. And so, in this case, when you have an opportunity to bring your children to a shul on a Sunday morning and hear this, I mean, any one of these speakers, any one of these incredible personalities, this is just a continuation of that responsibility as a parent. So it brings me to my next question: What are the what's the youngest? attendee you expect or could be invited for this Sunday? Because we are talking to parents, and this Sunday is, you know, Little League might be over, and we're, we're packing trunks to go to camp, but everyone's home. So how young is a child who can be brought to these events? Well, I guess the answer would have to be the age that a person is ready and interested in appreciating these things. So if there are children who are interested in sitting in on these kind of lectures and, you know, be able to sit in and enjoy, it's a light for everyone. So anyone's welcome, and you know, as mentioned, it's free of charge. Um, so I'm sure everyone will want to come then. Right. And that's part of the goal. <laughs> it's not about fundraising for any, all the organizations. It's something really done for the Tibor to bring it together. And there's um, one of one of the topics. Unfortunately, this is in Teaneck, and I am not located in Teaneck. But Dr. Rifka Schwartz, uh, around 12 o'clock at Bnei Yisurin on the 28th, as part of this program, we'll be discussing everyone's favorite topic in Chinuch, straight talk about dress code. Now, that is a topic I would buy tickets for. Well, as we know, that's one of the challenges in the educational programs, and that's really what these programs are aiming at. What are the challenges we have in education? You mentioned before the apathy of tefillah, the dress code, um, issues of the digital age, of what, what our children are really experiencing, and that's I think part of this goal, even if educators don't find the context to speak to the Tibor about it in general, this gives them the opportunity. And again, not to educate educators, to educate parents who are the real educators about how they can really fulfill their role, like you said before, worrying about their children, not just physically, but what we really bring children into the world for, so that they should be able to become the best people they can become. Rabbi Tarragon, um, how can people find out more information? How can people sign up? And, and um, how can people sponsor if they're looking to sponsor? 
Well, first of all, we ask people if they can to register before. It's not necessary, but very helpful so that we can prepare appropriately. There are two Facebook pages, uh, Five Towns Conference and TNEC Conference. There are poster boards in the shuls. Uh, people can take advantage of their ads in the local papers. Obviously, anyone who wants to sponsor, it helps us be able to offer as much as possible in the program. Anyone who's interested can send an email to office at hakotel.org.il. And the thing I would say most people is come because you'll be enriched personally, but even more importantly, come because you'll help emphasize the value of education in our communities. And I don't think there's anything more important to us than making sure the next generation carries on the Missouri that we received. Amen. Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon, uh, Yeshiva HaKotel, shining star and loved by many in our listening audience. I thank you so much for joining me again. These events will take place at the Young Israel of Woodmere and B'nai Yashurin in Teaneck on June 20th. By the way, everything starts what time? Uh, Shacharit in the Woodmere is 8.30, followed by breakfast and a keynote speaker there will be Rabbi Dr. Abraham Tversky. Shacharit in B'nai Yashurin is at 8 o'clock, followed by breakfast and a keynote speaker there. Mrs. Shani Tarragon, you mentioned before, she has a lot of fans. You're speaking, I would say, maybe to her greatest fan, <laughs> uh, her husband. And I would say last year when we considered the possibility of her being a keynote, I was afraid that people might think it was nepotism. No. So all the people on the committee told me no one will think that way. Right, and no. That I think is the greatest <laughs> flattering of my wife, and that's how I introduced her last year. Amen. Amen. So 8 o'clock, davening in Teaneck, followed by breakfast and keynote. 8.30, davening in the Younger's Role of Woodmere, followed by breakfast and keynote. Breakfast, by the way, not the most important part of those statements, but if that's what gets you there, so be it. <laughs> Absolutely. Th- thank you so much, Rabbi Ruven Tarragon. Thank you so much for joining me. Continued Hatzlacha and all your good work and safe travels. And yes, of to you for all of your work and continued Hatzlacha. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to actually close with two songs. We're going to take a break in between. Avrami's making a face at me, but I want to do... What are you making a face at me? Okay, I'm doing two songs. I told you that. First of all, I didn't realize how much I loved Yiddish music <laughs> until I attended Yiddish Soul on Tuesday night. And Lipa played, he sang, uh, unbelievable, he sang Gelt that night. And for those of you who are able to catch some of the pictures that I posted on Facebook, Lipa was accompanied by who he referred to as Lipa Jr. with his seven-year-old son. Let me tell you something. That kid has a presence. That kid was great. And you never want to be the person who follows the kid act because you just can't. He's super cute and he was wearing rain boots and it was ridiculous. Anyway, so we're going to go to Lipa with Gelt and then we're going to finish with one more song. Schwach, als er in derselbe Sach, wäre es auch von dem Genick, ist jeder mit dem Nund. Kreuz am Hand, morgen fand, eben morgen frische Fran, heute verdient man Lire Frank, Schäkel, Dollar, Pfund. Man acker Zeit, man wird mir leid, man leicht daran, man quetscht den Reit, jeder hat dasselbe Ziel, verdienen Geld, Benekel. Man flieht den Weg, Wochentag, genug der Geld, 
Da sag ich eh, noch a dolle Frankenfunden Smigs a noch a Schäko Wie sie sind a Hölz, an Wort jeden gefällt Bis a de Maie, hodet deie, wenn es gibt sie Geld A Uhren mir gezählt, a Rache punem stellt A jede Schmeuger fass ich teuger, wenn es gibt sie Geld Hast du sie Sorgen, trefft wie sie Borgen Es gibt sie Bazulen, kisset mir Nullen Mit schrecklich Krachen Machen, nicht du kannst nur auf es sich da kurz in Wahnet, wer bezahlt bis dahnet, wie groß die Jures, bin ich auf Zures, Manophon auf Haken, in Nahr auf Knacken, ich kenn nicht Basulen, Käse mit Nullen, ich schieb mir geit noch Geld, den Gast mir öffnen Geld, mit Kim ich die Bus ab, mein Lieben, Peter, Water, Geld, Kuhbet gibt mit Geld.
shouting up a dollar. You've been listening to That's Live here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am Miriam L. Wallach. Thank you for making us part of your day. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect, what to look forward to, and what not to miss. We have a full afternoon of programming right after That's Life, the live lunch, hosted this week by the gentleman to my left. Mark Zomick is sitting in for the great Nachum Siegel. That's from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. The stunt show, <laughs> the stunt show is at 1 p.m. And then... Michael Fragan at 6 p.m. with a brand new spin class. Coming up on spin class, we look at Hillary Clinton's presidential rollout with progressive pundit Christopher Hahn, an update on the Matsitsa Bipak controversy with Dan Goldberg from Capitol, New York, and the latest on East Ramapo and Rockland County Majority Leader Aaron Weeder. Join Nachum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 as he hosts JM and the AM live here on the stream, nachumsegal.com, JM and the AM.org, 91.1, and don't miss the weekly update with Malcolm Holine at 7.40. Naomi presents Table for Two tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. She is joined by Deanie Klein from Deanie Delivers, who not only has a food blog, but an amazing YouTube channel with actual demos. Also joining her is Instagram sensation Sushi, oh, sorry, Shushi Turin. Yep, Sushi's on my mind. Shushi Turin of Cooking in Heels. The Saturday night, this Saturday night, Saturday Night Seagull, hosted by Avrami, starting at around 9.25 Eastern Time, let's say Shabbos, 10 p.m., not twenty, not 9.25 and 30 seconds, 9.25, uh, 10 p.m. Eternal Flame with Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, and at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Headlines with David Lichtenstein. J.M. Sunday with Matis from 7 to 9 Eastern Time. That's in the morning. Don't miss that. Today I leave you with When the Seam Calls by Miami Boys Choir. That is a shout-out to my nephew who made a seam last night at the Rashid Yushalayim dinner. He was actually one of two seamum last night at the dinner as each of the couples who were honored had a son who made a seam, which was truly very special. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Well, we're